Hi there, welcome back to Sky High Musings, a place where people of all ages can get together, share stories, and maybe learn a little bit about each other. It could be subtitled, Me and My Friends, because my friends are super interesting. I hope you find them as entertaining as I do, and you might learn a little something along the way. Thanks for joining. Hi there, welcome back to Sky High Musings. I'm Monica, and with me today is my friend Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Yay, thanks for coming. So Jordan is uh, in her late 20s. This is just a little background, and um, she's an attorney in the Washington, D.C. area. Do you mind if I say what kind of an attorney you are? Because I oh, think yeah. it's so interesting. That's fine. So you're a patent attorney. I am. Yes. So I like that because I'm keenly aware that you have a super technical background along with your um, law background. Yep, it was a unique marriage. <laughs> yes, well, it is, it's so great because it's, it's kind of fusing the two things together that I find really interesting. So, oh, so here's some good things that we haven't talked about. Um, so I think I mentioned to you that I also got into law school, but I didn't go. <laughs> so there was that. But my father, what I didn't tell you, is my dad was a pilot and he was 56 years old when he graduated from law school. That's awesome. Yeah, and he was last in his class. <laughs> and you know what they called him? A lawyer. Yes, he was an attorney, and he practiced law, like legit law. Now, when you're older like that and you're already established, um, people do will take you into the fold. So he was a partner in a law firm. That's awesome. Yeah, just based on reputation alone. Yep, and um, I think that's a lot of um, law, the practice of law, there's obviously what you learn in law school but so much of what you do as a job is based in your experience Mm -hmm. and um just being a trusted person of your community and being someone that people believe what you're gonna say yeah and that sometimes just comes from maturity and they can't teach it in law school that's right and that's a shame too because the the aviation um profession is the same way where and physicians too for that matter where you can be top of your class and you know you're really smart but people don't really take you seriously till you got a few miles under your, you know. Yep. And it's just a fact of life. I mean, it just is what it is. And I think laws like that. So, you know, if you take you, you I'm going to paint the picture for my listeners. You're a very attractive young woman. And you take you and put next to my craggy old dad. And you think, oh, well, who's the one who's going to know everything? But really, it's you probably no. you. <laughs> well, he did graduate last in his class. But anyway, it's great to have you. So, um, yes. I'm a longtime listener, so it's oh, exciting for me. <laughs> I, I know you're a friend of the podcast, yes. and I really appreciate that. And I love for my listeners, um, I think my audience is a little older, although I do have a lot of listeners who are actual solid millennials. Yeah, me but, and my sister. Right? Yeah. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> and um, I do think it's good for my older listeners to, you know, kind of kind of hear stuff from a a younger point of view and I, I just love that you're doing this with me so I really yeah. appreciate it I'm a big have a big fan of podcasts I think they uh you know throughout law school I was also at Georgia Tech at the same time and drove I went to University of Georgia for law school and drove back and forth to take classes uh to get another undergrad degree and I started listening to podcasts because I would leave at like four in the morning yeah. to get to my 8 a.m. class yep. uh, with Atlanta traffic. Wait, that's a lot. Yeah, it was about an hour and a half there, an hour and a half back. And there's only so much music you can listen to. Right. Um, and, and NPR. You can only listen yeah. to so much NPR. <laughs> you no, know, exactly. Right. And four in the morning NPR is really not as yeah. crazy as you think. 
also, I started listening to a podcast, um, you know, My Favorite Murder, I really liked, um, and then also, like, Code Switch and some of the other... Um, so MPR tell us, so kind of fill us in just on the on the ones that you like. So My okay. Favorite Murder, I, I know that one, but I would like you to describe it because I'd love to hear your opinion yeah. on it. So talk about three that really helped you through. Sure. I'm like an OG murderino. Um, okay. Started listening uh, way back when they were in Georgia's apartment, and I just really liked um, their perspective um, on – they talk a lot about just mental health and being a woman and being assertive um, and and really taking ownership of some of the things that have happened in the past to you or to, like, it, they're really big on, like, Karen always tells survivor stories. Yes. And, like, those are my favorite. Yeah. You know, the murder is great because I have a weird fascination, obviously, with the law well, school. I'm kind of like that, too. So I watch that. I listen to that podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I like it because, I mean, first of all, how I got hooked was, like, the opposite. So... And this is actually a great way to introduce everyone to podcasts because people my age, I've come to the conclusion, people, anyone over 50, the listenership for podcasts is very low. And um, and the only reason I got to know podcasts at all, this is, the, this is 100% the truth, is I was, I'm a library book person and I love to listen to library books when I walk. Yeah. So when you do it free from the library, you're kind of like... You're just, whatever's available is what you have to listen to. So there was the book, Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. Yep. And I checked out. I'm like, what is this? Okay. It sounds good. And I listened. I was hooked because it was them narrating. So it's very much like the podcast. Yes, they are reading it. And they're so good. I love both of their voices. Mm -hmm. I think they're great. And immediately I was hooked. I was like, I kind of hear more of this. So they started talking about their podcast. Okay. I, I almost hate to mention this because it's just so embarrassing, but this was literally like a year and a half ago. Like, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Yeah. And that's what I've seen is people who, like, don't. I also started with audiobooks, and that's my next podcast. Um, But I started transitioning from finishing a book series and wanting to, you know, hear people talk about more in-depth analysis of the, the novels. Um, and that's what got me. And it went from zero to 100. Right. Like, overnight. Yeah. Right. You get to be, like, this weird... Like, for a while, I went through this weird thing where I was just uh, probably over-consuming podcasts. Like, yeah. my husband would walk into the house, and I'd be listening to something, and then I turned it off out of, like, respect, but it was almost like I was secretly wishing he would leave again so I could finish yeah. listening to what I was listening to. I listen. I do a lot of paperwork, and so during my paperwork, it's like, I do a very solitary job, mm-hmm. um, a job where there's little no you know I get one interview with another attorney a week and that's my big social interaction at work which I am more naturally that way I like that better um than some a more dynamic work environment but you do get lonely sometimes in an office by yourself so they were like my little friends and I remember Georgia from the Food Network so she was a commentator so just today or yesterday when I was walking and I listened to an episode. I didn't even realize she. Yes. I knew that um, Karen had a back. Uh, uh, you know, was stand up comedian. She worked for the Ellen Show too. Oh, she did. I, yeah, so that's why she's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I did not know that. And then, and then I only found out yesterday about Georgia. Being yes, the... she was on. I think it was a sweet show, but her and her friend would commentate on candy, essentially. And I just always thought she was so cute with her cropped hair and then hearing her voice. I was like, oh my gosh, I know this person. That's wild. Um, Yeah. So I think for me, it was 
I was really drawn to it. I love, you know, the dark side of me is like the murder is so interesting, yeah. but I really liked their personalities and who they mm-hmm. were. And I think that especially for people who are doing things like commuting really far or right. like there's only so much music you can listen to and right. there's a certain point where like it gets old and so you want to like feel like there's people there talking to you or just telling for me it was a comfort thing I would go to sleep at night listening to audiobooks so mm-hmm. that's my second one um I'm a huge fan of Mugglecast okay um, it's one of the oldest podcasts but it, I love that yeah so obviously Harry Potter it is a Harry Potter podcast um the kids who do it have you know a few of the hosts have been there my whole life one of the girl hosts is from my hometown um and I've grown up with them. So the wow. last 10 years, I've heard them talk about my favorite book series. So you've been, wait, you've been listening to podcasts for 10 I started years? listening to MuggleCast um, before they were on Spotify podcast, oh, before my. Spotify was a so thing. So how did you even find it? Was it like from deep diving on the, like Reddit or something? No, before Reddit even existed, oh I think it started. Um, I used to listen to the audiobooks at night as a kid to go to sleep. I've right. um, always been someone who had to listen to something mm-hmm. to like slow it all down. Yeah. Um, I listened to the Jim Dale audiobooks and um, I think it's like episode 100 of theirs or there was about... A good bit, a couple years into their podcast, they had Jim Dale on the podcast. Oh, my god! And I happened to see it on MuggleNet on their website that I would go to, a forum website. Right. In high school. And so I started listening to it then. That's unreal. And we've all gone to college together. They're a little bit older than me. I feel, (laughs) I'm kind of like mad respect because I had no idea you were such a podcast aficionado. Oh, my gosh. I feel quite... um, you know, lucky to have you on the, on the <laughs> Sky High Musings. I mean, thank you so much. I just think there's it's a really cool art that's coming back, mm, for like sure. radio. And for I've sure. talked to my grandma a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she thinks it's super cool because, you know, they grew up without the news cycle and where there was things on the that you could listen to that were just fun stories. And, right. how, and so much of TV now is just, it's really dense and dramatic right and I just don't it's a lot yeah it is like I'm an office and a friends kind of girl right 30 minutes of ha-has and then I'm good my life's you know so (laughs) I'm like that too which is why Sally and I are always at odds about movies and stuff (laughs) she likes movies and shows and all that with like really twisted plot lines and I'm like, give me some Napoleon Dynamite, which I've talked about many times <laughs> on the podcast. But it's like, give me something lighthearted. And yeah. I'm done. You know, like that for me is refreshing. Now, I will go into the, you know, deeper, more meaningful movies and films and even podcasts. But um, And I will say, for me over time, my podcast tastes are, are evolving because mm-hmm. I was only true crime. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I really um, am fascinated with all of that. And then I think that I'm a hypervigilant person. And yeah. so listening to true crime, kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive. It makes me feel like I'm in control. Of, oh, right. You know, and then I also hear things and I'm like, okay, so if I'm that situation, maybe I should do this. And, you know, it just, I don't know, it, I, it's calming to me somehow mm-hmm. for, you know, somebody who, especially when I was out in the world a lot more traveling, I'd be like, you know, just super aware of what's going on. And, um, but anyway, going to the Harry Potter thing, what a great series. And I loved those books so much. So what a great, I mean, I'm going to totally check it out. It is 
I mean, I think it is really fun, and they talk a lot about just, like, the literary value of those books, which I, um, you know, my generation grew up with. Them. Yes. I was, gosh, when the first movie came out, I was 11, and so yeah. it was like, we were getting to go to Hogwarts, and me and my friend are going to Harry, we go to Harry Potter World every six months, whatever Absolutely. we need to or not. It's, there's something about it that I think for our generation, it was really, um, it, we grew up in a hard time, you know, right when nine eleven happened, yep. and stuff. Our childhood was, you know, kind of just like we were talking about earlier, like Cuban Missile Crisis. Like that was sure. our childhood was that same amount of like really young, not really understanding why, but understanding that something bad was happening. Yeah. And then I come from a military family, so I was even more exposed to it. So Harry Potter was like a way of reconciling that for mm-hmm. us and being like, there are bad people and there are good people, and it'll be okay. And right. Th- and, not all bad people are bad, and not all good people are good, and there's something, and they and talk a lot not all it. good people are all good. Right, you don't have to be all good to right. be good, and I right. think she does an incredible job of explaining really difficult parts of being a human mm-hmm. to kids, which yep. is impossible, yep. and a unique talent, and so now I get to hear a bunch of kids dissect everything, she's every tweet, everything. So are the people who, who do that podcast, are they like your age, are they older, or what's their story? So they are um, a little bit older than me. I think the youngest one is about a year older than me. Okay. Um, so they jumped on the podcast thing from the get-go. I, they're, from my understanding, one of their earlier podcasts. Back wow. when there, they used to, there was a website that was really popular. I looked at it a couple of days ago called Podcast Alley. Okay. It used to be like the... Like you'd go there and get the secret hookup? <laughs> well, like you would vote oh on the best notes with the rankings and everything where... And now I looked at it as like a basic HTML site. Like oh. it hasn't been updated in a while. Wow. But it was, I think now, it's like what Stitcher was then. Yes. And, um. Yeah, so I just... I, so I've been listening to them for a long time and listening, you know, to you know, my favorite murder now has been on forever. Yeah. Many years. Yeah. So I, in, especially in law school and I was commuting, it just became like, I would wait for the episodes to come out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and the great thing now is there's so much content out there. Like for me, I've, I've gone off the true crime and I've gone more towards really just a lot of eclectic things. So this is a little known fact about me that Sally keeps wanting me to do on the podcast <laughs> is my um I was a vintage Barbie collector and they were vintage so yeah. from the like pre-70 pre you know okay. from, from 1960 to 1970 and but the reason I bring that up is there's this podcast it's called Business Wars and so it's about and and my daughter um, had an internship at Hershey so they have a thing about Hershey versus Mars. So Hershey candy versus yeah. Mars M&M. And these podcasts are like several episodes. Yeah. So they go in depth. Right. So from a, like a business perspective and like, um, so I find the, the intersection between business and culture and um, kind of like zeitgeist, if you will, mm-hmm. the intersection of that, I find it to be so fascinating. For, for example, here's kind of what I'm thinking is, like everyone my age who doesn't like Barbie and kind of talks down about Barbie, they're like, well, I was raised, you either liked her or didn't. That was kind of my take on things. And the people who didn't like it, they were like, oh, well, she's such a bad example. She's just tries to be pretty. And Barbie, Mattel company 
had a Barbie that came out in the 60s who was an astronaut. I deeply relate to Barbie. Um, I My first undergrad degree is in uh, technical writing, but it's science, technology, and culture. It's technical writing in the God, age. That sounds with, so cool. Yeah, with like cultural, being able to communicate t- very technical information um, in a way that's culturally appropriate. Um, and it was from Georgia Tech, which is a very diverse place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was my first degree. So I went and worked at an application company that developed apps um, and then decided I wanted to go to law school. Went to law school. In law school, I worked in landlord-tenant law. Oh, my um, gosh. So I fought for people to get to stay. I did a lot of public housing disputes. Um, and then in law school, decided I wanted to go back to tech and do biomedical engineer and then went and became a... Um, a patent attorney, and then when I was in law school, I started an app company. So I'm Barbie. Like I'm oh trying my, to do. See, you can do things. everything. I'm I'm kind of a master of none. A yeah. Bit. Well, yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing about Barbie: she really did have access, even in the '60s, way more to way more things than people acted like. They right. Were like, you know, back then they were like, "Oh no, she's just pretty. She's just a wife." Well, I personally never saw it that way. Right. So um, I have a dentist, Barbie. I love them. Exactly. Yeah. Now they have like Barbies for everything. But where I was going with that is one of these to circle back around the <laughs> podcast because I do have a point is um, this Business Wars does Hasbro versus Mattel mm-hmm. like podcasts. And I'm like, where else are you going to get this information? Right. I mean, you could spend hours and hours on the Internet trying right. to clean it. But guess what? I can put in, turn on my speaker, go for a walk and just hear about it, yep. which I find so relaxing. Yep. And I am a um, kinetic learner. So I Mm -hmm. do not learn by sitting at a desk and reading a book. Same. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I learned early in law school that the best way for me to learn the information, there's a lot of um, the bar exam study uh, programs, podcasts and stuff that we'll go through. And I just let, that's how I studied for the bar exam and I passed. I yep. opened a book for about 10 minutes and I closed it. And I bet away. people hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it's <sighs> challenging in other ways, but I would walk around my apartment complex wow. um, for hours outside and listen to these podcasts, listen to other people talk. So I think wow. if you can figure that out about yourself. Absolutely. Um, that's so huge. It's how I learn news. It's how I really get my information about the world is through being able to be active and listen. That's that's amazing. So you said that's how you get your news. Do you get your news from podcasts? I do. Like, and we don't, I don't, I've made it very clear that I don't want this podcast to be out about political leanings, you know, exactly. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, what podcast do you listen to to get news? Um, I try to listen to ones from a lot of different perspectives. Um, I really like uh, Code Switch. Um, and then there's another one. Uh, of course, I can't remember the name right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, you're <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the no, spot. <laughs> um, it is a podcast from prisoners began it and they were incarcerated on um, for life. Wow. That started the podcast and they talk a lot about just um, legal uh, stuff that's happened. Which, I listen to a lot of legal news. Right, sure. The well, boringest, most boring. It's not news. boring because that's your that's your life, and I think it's great. I find it like if I most... were your employer, I would love that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> here's somebody who's passionate about their job. Oh, I'm yes, right, I, yeah, right. I love my job. Yeah, it's just fun. When that's you're, awesome. I love how you said I'm late. Tw- I'm almost thirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really late twenties. Um, but yeah, no, I I love what I I like. The kind of sector I'm in, but yeah, podcasts are especially legal. Podcasts are really well made, and from what I have found, 
kind of tend to be the least partisan. Like they interesting. They are there to state here's the law, here's how we interpret the law, and here's the facts of the case, um, and here's why the judge decided what they decided. And then there's always, you know, especially if it's Supreme Court, there's dissenting opinions, and they present it all, and you have to. It, lawyers, for the most part, and what I really respect about the profession is that they are most of the time seeking the facts and, and really just want the facts presented in the most, you know, some people call it vanilla. Um, right. Very plain as possible. So well, that you get I think the it. part that's important, like from what I can tell about being like some kind of lawyer that like where you're re- representing someone is you want to get rid, get the drama out of there. Sure. It's like, it, it's such a joke, but it's just the facts. I right. just want, so is that what you mean by vanilla? Yeah, I think I, and I, you know, a lot of people I do, besides tax law or landlord tenant, I do the most boring area. <laughs> There's no one's fighting to the nail, but I do get, I always say. I, now everyone's not growing up going, I want to be a patent no. lawyer. No. <laughs> Which by the way, uh, I don't want to out my husband, but he thought he thinks patent law is the coolest thing ever. So I always get to say, I get to see people on the best day of their life. Um, nice. Where a lot of my friends are there on people's worst days. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Um, I get to tell people who have spent their life inventing something, here's your patent, or you're right, here you go, and sign those pieces of paper, and that, to me, is really fulfilling versus, you know, in landlord-tenant law, it was really hard, because oftentimes it's hard to tell people, hey, you know, you've made a mistake, and now you have to pay, you know, blank cost for it, or, you know. right. That took a toll on me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I bet. And, but there, you know, you have to do both, but I get to do the fun part. Yeah, that's awesome. So what, um, so we said three, do you have a third podcast that kind of pops around or podcast type even? Sure. Um, my third favorite is Criminal. Oh, um, I've never heard of that. Criminal is an NPR, um, it is, I would say kind of similar, kind of not to Serial, um, it is, instead of being a series, it's episodic. So every episode's on a different topic. And occasionally she'll do updates to Phoebe Judd. Never, she's amazing. Nice. Um, now, is she an attorney? No, Phoebe okay. Judd. She's okay. a NPR reporter. Okay. Uh, I don't know her. Very so. practiced. I feel like really out of it now. <laughs> she, she's just like Sarah Kane, the serial. Okay. Very practiced in how to speak and presentation and, and very iconic. polished. She's Very polished. polished. Yes. I and, and I, an iconic voice. Yes. Um, but she does every episode just like weird laws and, and people who have broken the laws. And for, it's called criminal? It's called criminal. Okay. Yep. Um, and do they do the conclusion? Do they bring it all the way to a conclusion? Some of them. Oh, most of them are things that, you know, everything from um, people being wrongly, wrongful convictions to just like weird laws like can't have an underwire when you're going to visit someone in prison in your bra like i guess that's because you might pick out the lock or something I, slip them the wire i don't know <laughs> she had a hilarious story about having to go um get a bra that didn't have an underwire or something from the news the the ups worker Stop or something it. like that yeah it was so can it, you go in without a bra i think you have to have a bra on okay for modesty purposes mm-hmm. or something or you, but you can't have an under, there's a lot of rules and every state has different rules. Wow. And I just remember she told this very funny anecdotal story about going to prisons and, you know, in law school, everyone does practical. So I had to do it and I was like, yeah, that tracks. Um, 
And I went once, and that was one too many times. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. I can't even imagine. That honestly sounds like my idea of, I don't want to say hell because that would be dramatic, <laughs> but that is like really, like would be horrific for me. Yeah, I, it's not for me. Mm-mm. I mean, when I went to law school, I'm a, um, probably a natural born. My parents, um, there's a quote from a movie in the 90s where she said, um, my grades are my starting point for negotiation. <laughs> and clueless. And I'm that girl. Like, I would argue everything. If there was a point on a test, like, they're like, you got a 99. It doesn't matter. And, like, I would argue for that extra point because it was the principle of it. Nice. And so, and I That's was like. That's my lawyer. That's the lawyer I want. <laughs> you know, my parents are like, what do you think you're going to do? My mom's like, I think you should take the LSAT. My mom randomly thought of it. And I was like, okay. Um, so, I took the LSAT. Did really well on that. Um, so I went to law school, and, and I thought I probably would want to do criminal law. I'm a vigilante. I come from a military family. Um, I want to do JAG Corps, but military won't let me in because I have asthma. Um, oh, wow. I was really sad. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> so I thought, I'll do criminal law, right? That's And then I did my first day of my criminal law thing, and I was like, I had one of my really good friends in law school. She is a... Um, district attorney and it's wonderful and it's her her dad does it she does it it's her passion and I was like the passion I had for being in the military I don't have it for this that is (laughs) so interesting yeah because I I really thought I would buy into it because I buy into the military right Right. I buy into this sure the lifestyle and yeah the you know the ideal the structure and Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of that in law right there's there's a hierarchy and you respect the hierarchy and you know you can push back a little bit but not really and there's there's a system in place and a set of rules and you know the rules when you're showing up to right. play the game. Right. And everyone's held as much as possible to the same set of rules. Right. And I liked that. I felt very fair to me. Um, and then I learned in criminal law, it's not very fair. Uh, and yeah. that's what a lot of the podcast is about. It's about when does that system of fairness or rules or whatever all of a sudden when is unfair. Right. Or you're like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Right. It's like the grandma who sells um who sells brownies to her friends and they're all 95 years old well whatever right 95 year olds shouldn't get distribution that's not what that law was intended right right um so she kind of dives into those concepts which you know professionally I obviously don't face too often right but practically I have friends who do and so it's fun to hear wow that would be so weird I think it would be so hard to defend somebody um, you know, the, the two sides. I mean, honestly, you could defend someone who did something horrific and you know they're guilty. Yeah. And then you have to defend them. Or the opposite, kind of equal and opposite, your grandmother example, where you have to defend like the sweetest little mm-hmm. old lady who just maybe even knew she was doing something wrong, but was kind of like, I'm 95. Come on. Right. You know? And um, I think both of those, for different reasons, would be really hard to, you know, to defend. A big shout out. To Professor Watson, my one L. <laughs> Yay, Professor Watson. <laughs> she was the she was my grandma's age and taught one L crim law, which is like the big class everyone goes to law school. You think, oh, we're gonna learn about murder. We're right, gonna learn about this. Right. So great, right? And she got up on the, it was the first or second day, and this is your grandma telling you this, and she goes, "For this class to be okay, for you to to be okay with the system you're signing up for." Our country was founded upon a religious belief, an underlying religious assumption that you are going to die and someone who knows for sure knows if you're guilty or not. 
And you have to believe that that's going to happen. And if you believe that's going to happen, you're going to be a lot more okay with the fact that guilty people get off all the time. Right. And you want that presumption. Because at the end of the day, if you say someone's guilty who's not, and you die, you are then responsible for their innocence. Right. And right. I, she's like, you don't want to carry that. Right. So if you, you have to buy into the presumption of innocence, and you have to buy into just that our system is set up so that guilty people should go free more than innocent people should be convicted. We yeah. want people who are, we care more about the 1% of innocent in jail than the 90% of guilty that are out in the world. Right. Reconvicted. And they, like my dad always used to say, because we would have this discussion with him, and he always said, well, you're defending the law. Right. You're not defending the person. Well, and you're defending the, you're defending the principle and the constitutional belief that we as a country have decided that we believe in that people have rights to defend themselves. And it's, I had the unique opportunity in law school to go overseas. Um, oh, and wow. Study. Where'd you go? I lived in Oxford. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> so swanky. <laughs> I went and studied constitutional law. Um, it was a program through my school, but the ABA runs it. And we had a bunch of um, other law schools from different law schools um, that went with us. And it was really, we learned uh, constitutional law from different perspectives of different countries. And we had constitutional um, drafters from, we had one from South Africa and one from New Zealand come wow. and talk to our class. And it was, that is so cool. Yeah. And they like emphasize, it was an American law class. The class was to learn, like when you go to law school in the United States, it is, while there are international perspectives, you are taught about what are the American law in respect. And that's how we get our ABA accredited courses. So nothing is like, oh, take a class on German law because that's not particularly of the interest it's of the ABA. It's not well, relevant. Well, unless yeah. you're going to go to Germany and then go get a law degree. Right, now. right. Um, but so we got, you know, the perspective of, hey, this is what we did and here's how it's different from the United States. And I think that made me, you know, I obviously was born with like a deep passion for the American government and governance and the the democratic process. Uh, just coming from a military family, um, and then it, I, I never really thought about being a lawyer. My mom's a hygienist and my dad's a, a computer scientist, <laughs> so we're like all science. Right, right. So I always thought, oh, lawyers are the people that get people out of court, and they're like, no. right. So then when I went, I learned like, oh, these two these two fields are really married and there's like something unique about what they're doing. That's similar. I was like, Oh, I felt like a lot of sense of pride in what I do. Yeah. And then I do patent law, which is constitutionally based. Right. So now I, I'm always like, well, did the founding fathers intend? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so great. Well, the, the, this has been so, so fun. Yeah. I really would love it if you came back on the show. Oh, yeah. Would you be interested? Yes. Yay. I love, I think it's important to, what you're doing is really a, a cool fusion of generational, like trying to close that genera- or generational gap that I think is becoming kind of dangerously separated um, in, in making sure everyone's still talking, still listening. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It has been so fun. You're such a joy anyway, <laughs> but it's so fun to have you on the podcast. Well, thanks so, for having me. Thanks, you guys. Everyone, Jordan, say goodbye, Jordan. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks.
Thanks again for joining. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review and subscribe to my channel. Thanks. Thank you.